0: All right. Roll on to. This is Good Morning Liberty.
1: Well, what is up, all of our liberty loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. My name is Nate Thurston, and across from me is Charles Chuck Thompson. Charlie, are you putting out all those fires yet?
0: All of them. All of them. Yep. With ice.
1: I came over to Charlie's house just a little bit ago and I'll tell you what, my stress level tripled in the time that I've gotten here.
0: Well, this is what it means to be the boss. Yeah, this is what it
1: <laughs> this is what it is. You know? Just the lowly, lowly employee over here.
0: You think your job's hard uh, and you're just like, oh well you know. <laughs> well you know, this you know it's interesting. We sit across from each other, but on video we look side by side. We do. Except our shelf alignment's not the best today.
1: The biggest problem is the depth. With the shelving, because my shelf looks a lot bigger than yours currently, but they are the same size shelf. Is it closer? perhaps it's closer to me. Yeah. Because I wanted to be a more domineering factor on the videos. I see. You know, I see. No, actually, if I zoom out any further, you'll see that there's just a regular wall out here and it doesn't look as good (laughs) as the sound panels. (laughs) That's true. That's what's actually happening.
0: Well, this is the good morning Liberty podcast, a place where we talk about life, Liberty and the pursuit of meaning because happiness is just fleeting. I mean, you could be happy one day and get COVID the next. (laughs) So. That's true. Charlie
1: had himself a super spreader event, turns out. <laughs> Did not. You know, when I went to the wedding I was talking about yesterday, there was literally I had an aunt that was there who just who had just spent thirteen days in the hospital from COVID. She was very ill and she was still carting around an oxygen tank like at the wedding. That's no, not good. No mask at the wedding, probably thirty people in a in a very small room all packed together. Yep. That's her that's her responsibility. Right, hang on a second. In my opinion. <laughs> does that sound dry to you no it's i heard a little bit of i heard a little bit of tobacco in there so no it was fine oh it was totally fine
0: well on the docket today we got china god i love china just a beacon of communistic hope.
1: It is. It, 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 it proves that capitalism is a failure. It does.
0: Yeah. This is what everyone points to. <laughs> you talk about freedom, they talk about China.
1: How crazy is it that we've gotten to a point where people will use China as an example and completely ignore the fact that it used to be a common saying that there were starving people in China? Yeah. Like, that was a thing. There that still was, are, by the way. There still are. We don't know how many. There's still... there's. There's more, you know, they'll talk about how we've got the highest prison population, and I would recommend releasing about half of the people that are in prison in the United States the because least. they never hurt anyone and, except for themselves. And what a terrible thing to do to put people in prison for never harming anyone except for themselves. Yeah. That's, that's insane. It's completely insane. Uh, but China, I mean, they've got upwards of 2 million people that are just in like prison camps and stuff. I mean, they're probably in prison because they talk negatively about the Chinese government. Yeah, you know, but that's not official prison because they committed some kind of crimes like us. It's not not prison that there's a little over a million people that are just in a prison camp. You know that doesn't count. What's hilarious <laughs> is
0: is China is their government is communistic and then their the the business is capitalistic. It is that's the only reason why they've been able to amass nineteen trillion dollars worth of wealth in their GDP supposedly.
1: Supp- yeah, who knows if their numbers are are true? I don't know. We don't know. And speaking of we don't know. That CNN, fake news CNN, coming out today. Oh, this Hash, is great. Hashtag fake news CNN coming out today, letting us all know that they have uncovered the truth from China and how they mishandled the early stages of COVID-19 from these leaked documents that came from a whistleblower and have been verified by six different sources now, they say at the end of the article. And, of course, CNN wouldn't just come out blasting China if they didn't feel like they had a reason to do it. Now, the timing seems weird.
0: Doesn't the timing mm-hmm. seem weird? Yeah, this has been a long investigative report, I guess.
1: I feel like there were there was a guy running for president that said China was responsible for letting the virus go too far and not letting people know how dangerous it was and letting it spread outside of their borders and, and called it... The, you know, the China virus and the the Wuhan flu or the Kung flu and and all this kinds of stuff. And everyone was just like, oh, blaming China. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. China, come on, look at their numbers. Look at their numbers. China didn't have anything to do with this. Well, turns out, turns out China was lying about its numbers. <laughs> Who would have guessed? Who would have thought? Who would have ever thought that they would do such a thing? I, did we say anything about that on this no. show? No, we've always said that China's numbers were... 100 percent accurate for <laughs> sure you can trust what they have to say because they have no incentive to lie to you whatsoever so from fake news cnn we'll just give you the bullet points here and they're literally on bullet points so that's why they're called that but chinese officials gave the world more optimistic data than they had access to internally so they had access to real data and they gave fake data mm. if you can imagine a world China's system took an average of 23 days to diagnose confirmed patients, and their testing failures meant most received negative results until January 10th. So they failed on their testing to to begin with. Uh, And then they also had underfunding, understaffing, poor morale, and bureaucratic models of governance, which hampered China's early warning system, internal audits found. Isn't that weird? Isn't isn't that weird? they also had a massive uh, previously undisclosed outbreak of the flu, which happened in early December, which they also did not report. But they found in these documents
0: in the so, Hubei province.
1: Yeah, it's a uh, it, it's pretty crazy.
0: Maurice says CNN figured out who done it. They found out who done it. We've been talking about who done it for a long time now. We, we finally figured it out. Thanks, CNNs.
1: So we're picking up in this article. They're talking about they set the scene here. This is their long investigative report here. So Mm -hmm. it's a long article and we'll skip through it. Chinese authorities. So they're saying that same day. This was a day they had a meeting about the the coronavirus. Chinese authorities reported 2,478 new confirmed cases, raising the total global number to more than 40,000, with fewer than 400 cases occurring outside of mainland China. Yet CNN can now reveal how official documents circulated internally show that this was only part of the picture. Mm. And a report marked internal document, please keep confidential, only it was in Chinese. Local health authorities in the province of Hubei, where the virus was first detected, list a total of 6,000 newly detected cases just on February 10th, more than double the official public number of confirmed cases. Breaking down the total into a variety of subcategories, this larger figure was never fully revealed at that time, and China's accounting system seemed, in the tumult of the early weeks of the pandemic, to downplay the severity severity of the outbreak. Mm. Isn't Mm-mm-mm. this weird? It's almost, wow. it's, man, it's so crazy. One of the more striking data points concerns the slowness with which local COVID-19 patients were diagnosed. A report in the documents from early March stated that average time between the onset of symptoms to confirm diagnosis was 23.3 days, which experts have told CNN would have significantly hampered steps to both monitor and combat the disease.
0: Yeah, it makes it harder for them to snatch people out of the streets. And, yeah, it does.
1: <laughs> it does for sure. They said the world got more optimistic data than the reality. Documents show a wide range of data on two specific days, February 10th and March 7th, that is often at odds with what officials said publicly at the time. This discrepancy was likely due to a combination of dysfunctional reporting system and a recurrent instinct to suppress bad news, said analysts. These documents showed a full extent of what officials knew, but chose not to spell out to the public. Would they have ever ran this story two months ago? Mm -mm. That's what I want to know. Would they have ever ran it? The week before the election. Could could they have ever said any of this? No. Before that? Of course not. There's no way. There's no way they would have done that. And that's where I find the hypocrisy here, is that people like us and all kinds of other people, heck, even the president, Donald Trump, out there saying that China was lying about its numbers and CNN being someone who was, who was trying to protect China the whole time and say that it wasn't their fault and it was Trump who fumbled everything and it was Trump who was... Terrible for downplaying the numbers and, and all of that great stuff. Now they're running this this wordage saying China downplayed the severity of the virus and <laughs> that they lied about their numbers. What do you know it? A, a month after the election. Isn't that crazy? Isn't it crazy? Isn't that the special? Isn't that the special? So anyway, the moral of the story is you can't trust any numbers. Honestly, if a number comes from a government, I don't trust it. I just don't. Mm -mm. Honestly, unless you counted the number yourself or you verified it through tons of different sources who are also trying to collect the same numbers, you just don't know what the numbers actually are. And especially when it comes from China, who, in my my estimation, lies about their GDP. They lie about the strength of their currency. They lie about their business production overall, the growth of their economy overall, uh, to the point that they're able to lie their, you know, fake it till you make it kind of thing mm-hmm. with their capitalist business structure, their their controlled capitalist business structure, uh, you just can't trust anything that they have to say. And what's been bothering me this whole year is that the idea I got from CNN and other news sources was that you're supposed to trust everything that China says about their numbers. If you look at the numbers on Worldometer, Charlie, China is still saying that they have something like 80,000 deaths from the coronavirus. That's I don't it? remember what the number is, like 80,000. There's over a billion people in the country, and they're saying they've got 80,000 deaths, 80,000 something. I can't remember what the actual number is. Who actually thinks that that's a real number? Who, who really, you know, raise your hand if you think that that number is true.
0: They won't even let you pull up China anymore. Oh, no. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> anyway just look into the data and use common sense and look into the data for yourself and use common sense when you're dealing with a massive communist re- regime. All right. Okay. Charlie, tell me about New York's sting operation. I was trying
0: to look up their, their numbers real quick. Let's see if Worldometer shows me anything. They um, do. Last time I don't. looked, it was like
1: 84,000. And that was when I looked about a month ago. And I just don't see any way that that's actually real with as many people as they have. Of course, people have used China's numbers to say, well, look, China did a massive lockdown, so that must be what works, is locking people in their houses. And I don't think you can trust the numbers that they give you. I just don't think you can. How could you? What it has
0: listed here on World of Meters is that they have 86,542 cases. Cases? With 4,634
1: deaths. Yeah, bullshit.
0: And they've had 160 million tests.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Nah. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Ain't ain't no way, man. No. Ain't no way, no how. Sorry, that (laughs) took me a while to find because it's just, I'm just... Well,
1: they're trying to suppress
0: the data, you know? I'm (laughs) perplexed. Looks like we have 64 million total cases, 1.4 million deaths, which is now of the closed cases, by the way, that puts it at a 3% death toll. Yeah. Of the closed cases. Of the active cases, the uh, 99.4% are in mild condition and only 0.6%, 105,000 of the 18 million are in serious or critical. So it seems like we've gotten a little better.
1: Yeah. And I, I can tell you, <clears throat> I, you know, I take this, I know I was talking about how I had a super spreader Thanksgiving. And th- the only reason I was okay with doing that is because, well, one, my family is going to do it regardless of whether or not I'm there. Uh, So they're going to do that. I went and saw my family on my dad's side. I did not see my mom. I've only seen my mom three times this year. How's your mom doing, by the way? She's sick right now. Pretty sick. Mm. And she's getting a COVID test today, I believe. And that's terrifying to me because she's already had pneumonia once this year. Mm -hmm. And, and, And I try to tell myself, well, statistically, even if she has COVID, there is a really low chance of anything bad happening. And you try to tell yourself that, but that's not exactly how statistics work. For some people, they have like a 0% chance of surviving it. And some people have a 100% chance of surviving it. Mm-hmm. And so depending on what you, that that's just kind of how statistics actually end up working out. Yet a person with a lot of pre-existing conditions and comorbidities doesn't get it and have an, an 80 or 90% chance or 95 or 99% chance of making it out of it they have the chance that someone with all of their conditions has to get out of it right the other statistics mix them with all of the healthy people that give them that statistic uh, is not the chance that they have and so that you do have to keep that in mind it's S- like uh, S- what's the odds that my wife and i are going to get a divorce people would say 50% cuz 50% of marriages end in divorce that's not true it's whatever our marriage has the odds for and when you take all of them together it comes out to about 50% we might have a 100% chance or we might have a 0% chance. It all depends on what our relationship is. And when you take all of them together, it turns out to 50%. And so you don't well, have... Each
0: relationship is unique.
1: Every one of them is unique. They all started and
0: differently? Kind of, maybe. I don't know.
1: They all have their own statistical chance. And when all of that is averaged out, it comes out to 50%. But some of them were 100 and some of them were zero. Mm-hmm. So that, that is, that's just how that works, just so you all know.
0: So, did they give us the actual numbers for China, or we don't know that? No, all they
1: have are the the documents from the early days of the outbreak, and they were already lying to the tune of um, the numbers were double the numbers that they were giving people at that time already.
0: And if you put that in the IHSA model, (laughs) then China had a billion cases. Yeah, (laughs) sounds like it. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, this is just, uh, you know, quite hilarious. It comes out November 30th because you all know they've had this for a long time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So uh, I guess they're saying CNN's finally saying stay away from China. That's what they're saying.
1: (laughs) They're acknowledging that China might have been lying just a little bit.
0: All right, y'all. Just in case COVID's not getting any worse, let me tell you what New York's doing lately. New York's sting operation COVID lockdown, uh, crackdown, sorry. Lockdown Crackdown. So, uh, this coming from, I don't know where, anonymous source.
1: Oh, that's from Fee, sorry. From Fee. Thanks, Fee.
0: Despite its leaders' many misguided decisions in handling the coronavirus crisis, the Empire State is showing little tolerance for citizens who failed to comply with its pandemic edicts. In fact, they'll go so far to fight religious organizations and (laughs) about how many people can gather, uh, which we covered yesterday. So... In fact, it's actually sending undercover operatives to bust struggling small businesses. That sounds like a great job. Oh, me. yeah. yeah.
1: Like, you just go to a bar yeah. and you order food and a drink. And if they give you a drink and they say they don't have food because they're not serving it, then you can get them shut down.
0: Yeah. So they, they you finish st- your drink. First,
1: that's a few of them.
0: They're sending out these undercover operatives to find out these businesses that are that are imperfectly uh, that sorry, that imperfectly apply. It's always changing and rather arbitrary regulations. (laughs) So you got to stay up to date every hour on this thing. Refresh, refresh. Quote, the New York government is allowing the state liquor authority to aggressively enforce rules that require drinking establishments to serve food with alcoholic beverage. They beverages They sell during the COVID-19 pandemic. Why? Backed (laughs) by what science?
1: I'm not sure where the science is on this. I think it's a correlation and causation thing. Um, I think that places where people congregate, uh, generally, if you're serving alcohol, maybe you're talking loudly to people. Uh, Maybe you spit more when you talk, things like that. But I, I don't see any way that there aren't little social distancing restrictions they can put in place to still allow the places to stay open and say, okay, well, you got to stay six feet apart from people or people have to have their masks on if they're not taking a drink or whatever. We saw some crazy stuff at the casino when we went. Mm -hmm. If you were were standing up and walking around, you had to have a mask on. Um, If you were, basically, if you did not have a cigarette or a drink up to your mouth, then you had to have a mask on. But if you were smoking and then... <sighs> blowing your smoke out of your lungs. <laughs> totally fine to not have a mask on. No big deal. At that point. <laughs> Doesn't <Yeah>. matter. <laughs> right, right. But if you were sitting there and and you couldn't physically see the breath coming out of your mouth, then you had to have a mask on.
0: <laughs> you couldn't physically see the smoke that had entered the lungs and came back out. Yes. <laughs> Oh my! Let me give you an example here. Pint-sized, which is a Saratoga Springs craft beer bar, was hit with an ex- with an expected fifteen. I think that was supposed to be unexpected, fifteen hundred dollar fine for failing to serve what regulators deemed was enough veggies per pint of beer. They continued. Quote: The bar staff started to feel guilty about food waste with good reason, given the struggles of food banks during the pandemic, and elected to cut back portions. Uh, to one bowl of food per table of customers. The pair reported when undercover agents from the state liquor authority ordered brews at pint size and received an insufficient amount of food alongside their drinks. The agency fined the bar. This is yet another example of the innumerable ways pandemic restrictions have gone too far. When state government officials find themselves going to such absurd lengths to punish everyday Americans over food portions, they ought to reconsider the legitimate legitimacy of the very laws they're attempting to enforce. So this is way overboard. I mean, the food portions weren't enough. How do these people sleep at night? I don't know, man. Like, how do you actually sleep at night? I I do not get it. Who wants to work for the state liquor authority anyway? It's absolutely insane.
1: And one thing I was just looking up, you know, this is the government allocating resources. By the way, they spend, they pay these people to go out here and do this, Mm -hmm. you know, and then they hurt their economy every time one of their people wins by getting to shut down a place, you know. And this is how they allocate their, their scarce resources, which is your money if you live in the state, by the way. They take your money through force and then they allocate it to different things that the government does. And this is one of the things that they do. One of the things they don't do all that well is right now, I was just looking, there's 16,000 unsolved murders in New York. Now, if you're a government and your job is to keep people safe, I would say trying to solve murder cases would be would be pretty high up there. Not letting 16,000 of them go unsolved. Not that each one of these people could be a detective, but they could certainly allocate allocate resources to people doing uh, paperwork because detectives detectives spend a ton of time on paperwork. Uh, they could have people going around knocking doors, taking statements, taking names, all that all that kind of stuff. Uh, if they wanted to allocate some of their scarce resources, which is your money. In a more efficient way but this is the most efficient way they found to allocate your money it's disgusting it is
0: uh sam says that cliff maloney who is the president of YAL, young americans for liberty if you don't know what that is go Mm -hmm. check it out yaliberty.org he says uh cliff maloney shared a video of a media reporter counting the number of people walking into a church somewhere in new york Mm. to making sure i guess making sure they reply and then he, he says if you report folks we going to church because of government restrictions, and you would have reported runaway slaves. <laughs> yeah, and it's probably true. Yeah, yeah. These very same people who are, well, I just follow the law because that's what it is. And
1: read you know? that book of uh, Ordinary Men that Jordan Peterson's always talking uh, about. That's a tough know? book to get through. But <laughs> I'm sure true. it is.
0: It's uh, very true. It's a lot of stats, yeah. which is, makes it very difficult.
1: Um, uh, Dave Rubin was talking yesterday uh, about how in Vermont they are encouraging kids to rat out their parents for what they did over Thanksgiving, basically. They're asking kids, did you have people over to your house? Did grandma come over to your house? Did any family come over? Did you go over to someone else's house? In that town? In in yeah, it is a nice town. Yeah. It's a neat town. (laughs) It's a neat town. Um but but that's just how far that I mean, can you imagine that? Like the the government officials asking your kids to rat you out for for going over to your family's house on Thanksgiving? That's insanity. Or for having people come over? Like, how do we this get here, It's America, man? folks. This, I don't know what this is, dude. But it, Things that, are different in Tennessee. <clears it's, throat> oh, yeah. It's
0: not that way in Tennessee. hmm Now, look. Snitches I, you get know, stitches I in Tennessee, Tennessee, all right? The cases and the deaths are going up, so that is one thing to say for that. So I still think you should take some personal responsibility here, folks. But when it comes to stealing your liberties away from you, well, then it's gone too far.
1: And one of the great things that I think Tom Woods has done a great job talking about is that we all have to we all have to take these risks into account and then make our own personal decisions based on that. And, for instance, one of them might have been I told you about my aunt who had just spent 13 days in the hospital for for COVID and was still on oxygen. And, um, you know, I don't know if she could still have any residual effects or anything like that. If she was around it more or if she was carrying around anything, I don't know, but everyone well, thought she's it was probably
0: past quarantine time.
1: Everyone thought it was important enough that they go see my, my grandpa's wedding that they take the risk. And that's kind of what life is all about all the time. You take risks because that mm-hmm. is the, life. This is what Tom Woods talked about. And I loved it on his video that got removed from YouTube and Facebook is that life is the collection of all of these things. It's Thanksgiving dinner with your family. It's going to a wedding. It's going out to dinner with your, with your family and you, friends. Get in,
0: you can get in a car wreck on the way yeah, to see your family.
1: You could, you could get the flu. You could get all kinds of stuff. And that is what life is. Are these collections of things that we, that we do with people and seeing people and having those experiences and just staying locked up in your house
0: all the time. It's not life. In my in my opinion, you know, I went to Peru with the chances of getting typhoid, the mm-hmm. yellow fever, uh, all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. on there. Sure, They've got mosquitoes that carry human heartworms. I
1: had to get my, ye- my yellow fever vaccine before I went to Africa, mm-hmm. and I don't know what else I could have got while I was there. I don't know all kinds of things. We weren't supposed to go into the town I've told stories about. We laid down in the van, in the floor of the van to leave the military base, oh. <laughs> and the guy snuck us out. Nice. We weren't supposed to leave. <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was fun and dangerous, and yeah. we took that risk. But that, you know, I've been dealing with something trying to figure it out. Like, I feel bad for my grandma, she's 92. I haven't seen her in a year now. She's not in great health. And like, I don't know, man. It's so difficult to think about the fact that your loved ones could literally just stay at home and and die alone. Because there's some type of a a risk that one of you might get sick with something maybe that has not a massive chance of killing everyone it comes in contact with. Um, It's just... It's, it's a really tough line to toe all the time. Mm. Like, is it better that my 92 year old grandma sits at home and dies alone and never risks going out and having any more family experiences well, in, with in this anyone?
0: This entire environment may lead mm. to earlier deaths by mm-hmm. older people being not being visited. Like, what else is there to live for? Yeah, eventually I mean, you reach that age and you get depressed and there's nothing else going on and you can't see family. So, what you start thinking. I remember. I'll never forget this. My grandpa passed away probably six months after he told me. He's like, I just don't know what there, what it is to live for anymore. Because his wife of 52 years, something like that, passed away. And two years later, my grandpa, in decent health. He wasn't in great health, but decent health. Uh, I went and visited him for the last time. And at the time, I didn't know. But he looked at me and was like, and he was sad still. And he was like, I just don't know what else there is to live for. And like six months later, he's dead. Hmm. Hmm. So it's like when you reach that point, and you know you see this all the time with people who retire and don't have anything else to do, you die quickly. Yeah. By the way, they figured out that DNA, by the way. They did? They can reverse age. How about that? Oh, yeah. they
1: solved dying?
0: Not dying. Age? They can
1: reverse aging. Oh, really? I didn't see that. I figured I would have seen that on the New York Post or something no, like I that. I saw
0: that. Um, <clears throat> where did I see that? I can't remember, but this, uh, I believe it was in... I want to say it was in Australia, somewhere else. But anyway, they figured out in your chromosomes, the reason why you age is because um, some part of your chromosome gets shorter in all your cells, and they figured out a way to lengthen that. It mm. can take like 25 years off.
1: Like they give everyone the Benjamin Button thing? I guess so. That's crazy. Yeah. I like it.
0: I'm make more money, get into that. Um, yeah. <laughs>
1: That's what I want to cure is make death. 25 again. <laughs> all right. So speaking of these bars, and then uh, we'll end with this. This uh cards against humanity story, which I think is hilarious. Cause Charlie's <laughs> got to go take a COVID test. Yeah. Because he took a risk this year and it might not pan out. <laughs> Who knows? It might not. We'll see. Uh New York Bar declares itself an autonomous zone to skirt COVID nineteen restrictions. So thanks, thanks Sam for sending this over.
0: That's what the government's the government's, you know, imposing restrictions, doing all kinds of crazy things, and then Oh, the market just comes up with cool stuff
1: I, I like it and i wonder if the same people that supported the chaz chop scenario are going to be okay with this mm-hmm. and and i wonder i would be okay with this you know why because they own their bar because that's their location yeah. they didn't go take over another bar and declare it their autonomous they didn't take zone. over the whole block they didn't take over the block they're declaring their building an autonomous zone so Bucking government imposed COVID-19 restrictions. The owners of a bar in a virus hotspot of New York City said they declared their watering hole an autonomous zone, offering food and booze on the house, but asking visitors for tips and telling authorities they're not welcome. (laughs) Mm, I love it. It reminds me of when the bars in Nashville tried to get a restraining order against the health department. Yeah. I love it after being stripped of their liquor license and fined $1,000 a day by the New York City Sheriff's Office for flouting rules enacted to blunt an alarming second wave of the deadly virus, Keith Mick McElarney and Danny Presti, the owners of Max Public House in the city's Staten Island borough, believe their self-proclamation makes them immune from government Andrew Cuomo's executive order. Well, this is from ABC, so it's not going to be pro- autonomous zone this time we're still doing things in a safe way we're still open presti said in a youtube video briefing patrons on the tyrant status max public house is located in an area deemed by cuomo to be a virus risky orange zone after this after the Staten island positive testing rate climbed to 4.15 percent last week under orange zone restrictions indoor dining is prohibited and outdoor dining is restricted the tables to four customers so I would support this one and not support Chaz Chop because this is their property. Yeah. Okay. It's it's that easy.
0: My house is an autonomous zone.
1: Yeah. Declare your house an autonomous zone. You know, there were people in the libertarian movement supporting Chaz Chop because this was great and this is what we needed to do, and I couldn't get behind that because they were taking property that was not solely theirs And, and you can't, you can't do that. They
0: were literally raping and (laughs) pillaging. That's what was going on. (laughs) That's like medieval times. It devolved
1: really quickly. Yes. Devolved really quickly. So, you know, I, I support them doing this. I have an issue with the positive testing rate model, because if you go back to a time where people aren't testing very much, unless they are sick, uh, your positive testing rate's going to go up a bunch. But that, to me, the positive testing rate doesn't say anything. If you're not taking into account how many people are taking tests like, mm. it seems like a really arbitrary statistic like if everyone in the country if 330 million people take a test and and a million of them test positive for the virus well then you've got a really low positive test rate at that time but probably over half of them three quarters of them didn't even need to take a test because they didn't have any exposure they didn't have any symptoms they hadn't been around anyone but now they've just diluted that number down to a really really low number down to like 0.25% or something like that well because
0: that. most of the people taking tests are most of the people who think they possibly have it yeah and it's...
1: and so that's that's the thing like the number if it's only people who have had exposure and or who are showing symptoms and those are the people who are going and taking tests then your positivity rate is going to be the positivity rate was really high in the beginning because they were only allowing people who were showing symptoms or who had been around it to take tests. Right. So we had a really high positivity rate, you know? And and so that number just doesn't sound, I don't know. It it just don't sound right, man.
0: mm, Those colors don't, those colors don't add up.
1: (laughs) Tell me about cards against humanity. One of the funny, funniest games I've ever played. Those
0: numbers don't run. You
1: remember when we played cards against humanity with your mom? yes that, Oh that was so great that was the night is Cheryl I, on today i don't i haven't seen her where is cheryl i just saw i heard your mom drop f-bombs because we were playing She didn't
0: Did, she she just said f eh, i think she said she the f she never F-word. said the
1: words uh, well she definitely said the p word then yeah yeah she definitely said p word in other words that i hadn't heard her say before
0: she uh, uh i don't know she said d she wouldn't say mm, mm. she wouldn't say oh yeah she's on here <laughs> Long, bigger, blacker, and longer. Cheryl, (laughs) did you say F? Did you say the F word? I think she said F. I'm pretty sure she she did. She said, no, I did not.
1: Mm, I don't know about that. Yeah. Fake news. I'm calling malarkey. That night is where I found out that I had narcolepsy, by the way. That was the same night. I used that as an example because I was laughing so hard, I was falling over and almost passing out. Really? At the time, which is called cataplexy, which is a symptom of narcolepsy. And so I was laughing. You get that when you experience a very strong emotion that happens when my wife and I have differences of opinions as well. And you have such a strong emotion that you like, you feel like you're going to pass out. You get muscle weakness and all kinds of stuff.
0: You just lose all muscle control. You
1: lose all muscle control is all. And um, I was laughing so hard that night because that game was so funny that I found out I had narcolepsy from it.
0: Uh, It is great (laughs) when my mom plays. It's so funny. Uh, What's that one card? It's bigger, blacker, and longer, or something uh, like she that. She said something like, "Oh, she man. won that one." I think
1: she might have said, my, <laughs> "My big black." Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was something like that. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right. Anyway, this is coming from Market Watch. Cards Against Humanity skipped its annual Black Friday critique of capitalism and found something new. For Cards Against Humanity, 2020 has been no laughing matter. The creators of the popular card game, which tries to draw out the most inappropriate, and Macabre,
1: <laughs> I don't know what that name is.
0: Macabre answers to questions <laughs> for laughs have decided to forego their annual Black Friday stunt at the tail end of the year in which COVID 19 has upended life in the US and around the world. <clears throat> in previous years, the card game maker has lampooned the fervor sura- surrounding Black Friday and Cyber Monday by running absurdist promotions. In 2014, the company sold literal feces from an actual bull. And some 30,000 people placed orders yeah. with proceeds going to the charity Heifer International. Two years ago, the company sold everything from a car to a Picasso lithograph for less than $100. Haven't they also done empty boxes and stuff like that, too? I They've think? done
1: some pretty crazy promotions. Yeah, They literally sold bull crap. Yeah. A lot of it.
0: But this year, against the backdrop of a pandemic that's claimed over 264,000 lives in the U.S. and global reckoning with systemic racism... The company decided now was not the time for its usual fun and games quote. Today is black Friday cards against humanity's favorite holiday. A statement on the company's website read. Usually we do a big loud stunt in the attempt to make some kind of statement about consumer capitalism. (laughs) Instead, the Chicago based company chose to donate $250,000 set aside for its black Friday promotion to five charities selected by the company's employees equal justice initiative, the new Georgia project national low income housing coalition Brave Space Alliance, and Laughing at My Nightmare COVID-19 Relief Fund. Quote, these organizations fight for causes we care about. We believe that black lives matter, that voting rights are human rights, and that no one should go hungry or homeless, the company said, with a call out asking people who visited its website, ready to pay us $5 to fill the Chicago River with spaghetti or whatever, (laughs) to instead donate their money to one of those organizations through links provided. How do you own a business and are so anti-capitalistic? I just I don't, know. don't understand
1: it. They've spoken out about this a bunch. Actually, I believe it was Cards Against Humanity. They've been, you know, very on the more liberal side. Uh, but weren't they trying to buy land around the border wall, basically, to try and stop the wall from being built around that area? I Something think that was like them that. that was doing yeah. that as well. So they they're very vocal about their beliefs, and they also like making a lot of money. Because they sell an expensive card game at yes. a lot of different retailers. Yes. And it's it exp- It's just a deck of cards. And it's $20, $25, I think, for the starter. And then you got to buy all the expansion packs and stuff like that when you get sick of the old jokes. Mm-hmm. But they hate capitalism. They hate it. They hate somehow. it. They want to call it out. Yeah. All these idiots buying their game all the time. So they're using capitalism to try
0: and poke fun at how
1: terrible capitalism is.
0: I wonder that they must not keep any of that money because they don't believe in how they earned it. No, no, no way. No way. Earning goodwill can be a winning profit-boosting strategy for retailers. Studies have shown that people are willing to spend more money for products if the company has a reputation aligned with their own values. Cards Against Humanity faced its own reckoning in this vein earlier this year. In June, the gaming news website Polygon published accounts from former employees claiming the company's workplace environment and culture were racist and sexist. (laughs) As a result of the allegations, one of the company's co-founders, Max Timken, stepped down, though he remains a shareholder. We are committed to rebuilding a workplace that that the partners and staff can be proud of. It is our responsibility to see this through, the company's remaining co-founder said in the statement published on the Cards Against Humanity website. So... So
1: (laughs) he stepped down because they were accused of being racist and sexist. Now, I don't know if that's that could just be a result of people trying to come up with jokes to put on the cards. You know, I mean, imagine what's on the cards. It's 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 amazing that the game is even allowed to exist in the first place. And I'm surprised if it weren't for their stance on capitalism, I'm sure people would have taken them out already. Imagine if they came out in support of Trump or something like that. Right. People would say, oh, look at this racist, sexist game out there. It says my big black on on this card right here. Yeah. Look at this. They're making fun of, uh, I mean, one, one of um, one of the cards says, finally finishing off the Indians or, or right, something like that. Right. I mean, there's all kinds of crazy stuff on or the like cards. like burning the Jews yeah, there's all something. Nuts. Yeah. If they were on the right side of the political spectrum, like the not left, right, not the correct you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, then that, literally, there would have been a revolt already. There, there definitely would have been a revolt.
0: And maybe they choke. Maybe they're being strategic. I think they're they using might be. They're
1: strategeries. That's actually a pretty good plan yeah. to be to be viewed as a super leftist company.
0: It's funny how if you are leftist, you can joke about anything. It seems like But it. if you're not, then you can't.
1: No, because you're not really joking. Yeah. You're doing what I do when
0: I joke. I saw this comedian from the South the other day who was absolutely hilarious. And he was saying he was, and Kevin Hart and everybody was in the audience for this guy. And he starts out by going, I really like black women. Like I, he's a white guy. And he's like, I dig black, black women. I want to date a black woman. I just got to wait for my grandpa to die. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's
1: pretty good. <laughs> No, see that doesn't make him racist, you know? It makes no. his grandpa racist. Yeah. And so that's okay. Yeah. That's that's okay to do.
0: But He also did a joke about Trump being the most racist racist person they've ever seen. And he was like, "He doesn't even make the top 50 on my mom's side."
1: <laughs> <laughs> um Cheryl says that the only people they haven't disparaged, uh, the person or people they haven't disparaged, is uh, Muhammad and the Muslim people, and that's because they don't want their office to be shot up. Like that—that's the. But they do have blank cards. Yeah. We can write our own. <laughs> yeah, and literally, if they did that, they would be put on a list for for targets. Yeah, I mean, they would like Stephen Crowder is on a list for for you know ISIS targets and is stuff he like really? that. Is really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and so that's. <laughs> Anyway, I just find it super hypocritical that you're gonna be out there selling an expensive game, taking in the profits, doing all doing all this profit-loving things like a, inside of capitalism, and then using your profits to try and destroy capitalism. Like Marie said, why not just give away all your profits all the time? Uh, why not make the game, why not take a loss on the game? Because they've got plenty of money to give the game away mm-hmm. for free. Why yeah. charge people money for the game? You why? know, Why is this game $25? It, those cards, you know how much paper that probably costs? It's like probably cost them like 30 cents to make to make one game, you know? Why charge so much for it?
0: Yeah, there's no reason for that. It's just, it's so
1: hypocritical, man. Insanity. It's insanity. Just like what's going on with all these golden COVID restrictions all over the place. But dude, I know you got to go get a COVID test. Well, I speaking day, of COVID, so... Mm-hmm. Um, I made a couple videos today about options. If you guys are in the class, go watch them. They're very important for new options, traders. Uh, Simple mistakes that new traders make when it comes to trading options. Those are totally different from trading stonks. They are stonk options, but you want to make sure you buy the stonk options and not the stock options. Because those can go either way. And we just talk about the stonk ones. Mm -hmm. Those are important. So if you are interested in increasing your own human capital and being able to work from home, and finding a way to make money from home, no matter what's happening in the world, then maybe go to mastermytrades.com. We just had a couple new signups today I saw before we started the podcast, so that's awesome. If you guys are interested in that, I freaking love trading. I wish I could do it all day and not do anything else, but I also wish I could do the podcast all day and not do anything else. So those two things conflict with one another. So I only trade for about an hour, or less every single day and still able to find really good opportunities i missed a couple today because i switched over to writing an article and working on the podcast and i missed a stock going up 400 percent literally like a minute after i ended the live video Mm. today Mm -mm. but it was one we were we had on watch that we were we were watching for it to to break some certain levels and set up and um i ended the video switched over to gml the thing's up 400 after that just crazy that's it's amazing. Completely nuts. Stuff so, is amazing. So go to the I know Maurice caught that one. He's been taking this all super seriously and sounds like he's been doing really well. And I know some other people have too. And really, it's all up to you. How seriously are you going to take it? Are you going to follow the rules? Are you just going to gamble? And if you're going to gamble, then you better be really lucky. But that's not a great long-term strategy. So we talk about good long-term strategies and we teach you everything from how to read charts to how to trade the strategies. And we go live every single day of the week. So go to mastermystonks.com and get on. It. Get get in on it. Get it, get it in on it. I'm gonna get some stonks in. I'm gonna get in on it. All right.
0: Y'all, Master My Trades, Master My Stonks, go check it out. Uh are you still running that discount codes? Nope. That was only for Look at that. Yeah. It's you over You guys, y'all missed out. You gotta yep. wait for the next sale. Yep. Now, when Black Friday's over, Cyber, said, Mo- Cyber Monday's done, come and goes. I
1: said it's over this day, and this time I actually set, you can set the time that the promo code stops working. Oh, nice. And so I actually set the day that when it stopped working. When you created it. Yeah. yeah.
0: I bet all the old ones work. Try those. Probably still a couple. <laughs> you have to go back in the
1: episodes and listen.
0: Yeah. Hey, take the, take the episode challenge. You can we'll probably s-
1: still get like a free month or 50% we'll off. Save yourself some money. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> MasterMyStocks, MasterMyTrades.com. Check it out. Also, sign up for Patreon, patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty. We've got a great group of friends hanging out every single day of the show. When we go live, it's only when we want to, which is pretty much every single day except for when we don't want to. So um, let me know and uh, sign up, patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty, patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty. Go do it. And uh, then please share the show with a friend. I'm asking you kindly and softly. Kindly. Kindly share the show with someone kindly share the show please do it and if you do that and you leave us that rating review we'll be back again tomorrow hope you guys have a good day and a good morning liberty